podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Lauren Stedman. I am a paratriathlete for Great Britain and current Paralympic champion from Tokyo 2021. My name's George Peasgood, British paratriathlete and uh, Tokyo 2020 silver medalist. Hi, I'm Claire Cashmore, British paratriathlete, and I got a bronze medal in the Tokyo Paralympic Games. They'll be there, and we hope you will be too. On August 6th, 2022, Swansea will play host to a standalone World Triathlon Para Series event. It'll be the first time ever the UK's hosted an event like it, and South Wales will welcome athletes from across the globe, along with many British para triathlon stars, including medalists from the last Paralympic Games. The conditions were exceptionally hot. There was a sinking feeling in, in the gut. I was incredibly selfish, and I hate being that person. I'm just going to get that white line behind me, and then I can relax. That probably was one of the best races that I've ever had. It's such a proud moment when you do get stand on the medal podium. This is a special edition of Anything But Footy, produced for British Triathlon, as we hear from Tokyo gold medalist Lauren Stedman, silver medalist George Peasgood and bronze medalist Claire Cashmore. Shortly we'll hear more about those medal-winning performances, but first they look ahead to competing in Swansea at a history-making event. And here's Claire, who's also the athlete representative on the board for the South Wales event. Paratriathlon is being recognised as the incredible sport it is. And for all the investment to be going into purely paratriathlon and, and this standalone event, it is really exciting. Um, and I think it is just going to showcase how great the sport is. And I, and I really hope that we get an amazing crowd. I hope people come down and support us. And it just spirals into inspiring the next generation of athletes with a disability to get involved in in triathlon having been to the uh, venue and been to swansea and speaking to some of the kind of organizers that are going to be hosting it they're really excited as well and i think there's going to be lo- lots of different para sports on over the week and weekend and to kind of have that as a bit of a showcase event um will be really good for the sport and in a big city big place and hopefully we'll be able to get a lot of people down down there to watch and it being yeah, a standalone event it's kind of all the attention and then all the atmosphere is is based on that most of the time we are kind of around a, an able-bodied world series or or able-bodied event a lot of the time the people aren't there necessarily for us they happen to be there um and that's really they are good because people then start to learn but then these this is kind of going to be dedicated towards some people that really do help all the time and then kind of be an opportunity for para athletes or people with disabilities to come down and watch and kind of see what we do as well. For us to now not be sort of piggybacking off the back of uh, I guess an elite world series and to have our own race I think that's super cool because it's all about the para triathletes it's not about the elites and um, sometimes it's nice to be with that because you feel like you're in um, a triathlon bubble when you are with the elites and the able-bodied but for para elites to have their own race where it's all the attention is on us all the focus is on us all the preparation is on us um, that'll make it nice clean clear racing um, and good for GB because hopefully we get a few more allocation slots to race some of our development squad as well it's good for them to get out on the world series um, and see what it's like to actually race against the bigger guys I mean, it's Wales. I'm hoping that the weather stays lovely. Wales has some cracking days. That would be really nice if we could get there and have a, a warmish race. Um, it always makes uh, the atmosphere and environment a bit more electric and buzzing. 
Um, but I'm super excited because it means that those that didn't get to watch us race last year in Tokyo, so they can come and watch us. And, and yeah, it should, be a, it should be a great race. No matter what, a community of people with a disability getting involved right from the elite end all the way down to people just wanting to take part. And, and that's the beauty of it. We've got the, you know, the elite race in the morning and then in the afternoon there's the Go Try and there's a Paris Super Series race um, followed by the Ironman the next day. And, and bringing that all together is super exciting and, and hopefully people will see that it, Parasport happens on a continuum, you know, year in, year out. And, and there's so many different ways of getting involved and f- from all sorts of levels and all sorts of abilities. It's going to be a really good event down Swansea and I think a lot, lot of European um, athletes could be coming across and international as well. Um, it's quite, quite a big uh, European scene so hopefully we'll kind of get a really good spectacle of athletes racing and a lot of British people on the podium as well. Quite often we do our race and then we have to rush around afterwards to clear um, transition to do all of that because there's more races happening um, and it's just not sole attention on us. So the fact that we get to be the sole focus means that people's attention is on the fact that, wow, look at these guys who are swimming, riding and running super fast and they're either missing hands, they're missing feet, they're in a wheelchair. Like I think it's going to capture a lot of the audience. Lauren Stedman, the Tokyo gold medalist, along with fellow Paralympic medalists George Peasgood and Claire Cashmore. The three medals won in Tokyo were secured against a backdrop of real adversity. Here's Lauren, George and Claire again, reflecting on day one of the paratriathlon programme in Tokyo, when things really didn't go to plan for their teammates. Dave Ellis and Luke Pollard, Alison Peasgood and Nikki Bartlett, Melissa Reed and Hazel McLeod, Fran Brown and Michael Taylor. They say time is a healer, and I think that's that's definitely true. Um, it was quite a bittersweet weekend. Um, starting off with initially my my boyfriend Dave Ellis racing the day before me in the visually impaired class, and unfortunately his chain broke. Um, so you know he was pretty much the gold medal hope, and then suddenly his chain breaking, and he's completely out of the race and. The race being completely taken away from him um, is probably one of the toughest moments I've ever experienced and, and watched through my sporting career. So, so that was really tough um, and quite an emotional roller coaster. The day before, you know, I had the biggest race of my, my life. In Rio, I was actually on the first day of, comp- of competing. So to be on the second day was a little bit different. Um, and I was nervous about it, about watching everyone else racing, but it kind of we kind of had plans to of what I was going to do and things and obviously it was going to be sit down and watch the race and that's absolutely what I wanted to do we um those who were racing on the second day were in the team room watching with either binoculars or on the tv on live streams etc of um of the race and like hearing kind of what happened to Dave and Luke that kind of gave us all like that was there was a sinking feeling in in the gut and in the heart for them um seeing Alison come so close to a medal, but then having the likes of Fran being able to actually race on the start line, um, being there and she enjoyed it. Um, and also we had Mike T also racing and, and Melissa and Hayes as well. So like there was so many kind of emotions for people actually being there and racing. Um, the gut-wrenching thought of how Dame and Luke had their, their chain snapped and knowing the form they're in. 
so it kind of did put nerves on the line seeing them race but it kind of gave me the drive and just a little bit more understanding about how the course was for the second day and I was there to race for the for the second day so it's kind of we as a team as well kind of had to all switch a focus and the guys on the first day knew that as soon as their races were over it was all about us on the second day and the same was in Rio and it kind of got the whole team kind of ready and buzzed and yeah as soon as that race was done it was all about focus focusing for us. As an athlete you're very much in the zone you're very much focused on your own event and it's the second time now that I've had to race on the second day of um, the triathlon program which would be lovely to race on day one and then relax and watch everyone else race Um, but I kind of feel like I'm getting used to being the one on the second day now Um, but to watch those guys from our hotel room and to hear out of the balcony how the race is going obviously it was devastated for Dave like his career him on its own that the path that he's taken has been tough and then to have a mechanical which is out of your control um and then the other girls our our VI girls raced exceptionally well but the, the conditions were exceptionally hot um and Fran Fran was just a, a beast because for Fran bless her she battles against all odds um and then we had Michael Taylor who I mean, he's not even been on the scene that long and he was still at Paralympic Games and he st- I think he smashed it. But obviously everyone has their personal goals that they want to achieve. Um, could we have had some medals that day? Yes, we were more than capable. Um, but things just didn't add up. So I think we knew that the next day with me, George and Claire was going to be an exciting one. Um, again, in we've got strong fields and you just don't know what could happen. If someone said that George was going to come away with a silver, that is dreamy. Like for me, that... If I could have said for George to get as high as he could, that would have been amazing. And then for myself and Claire, it was always going to be a battle for gold. Probably would have been nicer to have seen Claire in silver than bronze because you just want a fellow Brit to be there next to you. But at the same time, um, it was a strong race. I think we all executed the races that the best we could with the, the circumstances that were given. I was incredibly selfish and, and it's, it's really hard and... I hate being that person, but I had to step away because unfortunately I knew if I didn't, I was going to be an absolute emotional wreck and I was going to be completely drained by the time, you know, my race came around. So, you know, I made sure I went and picked them up from the race. I looked after them. I had my cry. I cried with them both. I hugged them both. And then I was like, right, okay, that's it. The time I have to switch off. And, you know, I I put a lot of strategies in place to kind of make sure that I didn't even think about it. And I, I kind of said to the rest of the team, please just don't talk to me about it, you know, because everybody was like, how's Dave? And I was like, I can't talk about it because every time you mention his name, I want to cry. <laughs> so for, from now until tomorrow afternoon and my race is done, there's no more mentioning of it. And I think that's the, you know, the true strength of the team is we, we really rallied around each other. And no matter what happened on that day, all the athletes disappointed happy that they kind of really put themselves on a bit of a consistent I don't know that their behavior was really consistent and and tried to pick up the mood for the rest of us that still had that race the next day the challenges didn't stop there even on race day itself Claire had to serve not one but two time penalties through no fault of her own George had issues on the bike ride and concerns about injuries while Lauren was battling demons from an error she made in Rio five years before I can remember vividly going the wrong way in Rio I think that will stay with me for life Um, and at the time it's hard to see the positives that can come from something like that Um, but I think actually it made me a better athlete it made me learn whether it's not a failure it's actually just a chance to learn something and move forward from it Um, did it hurt yes but then 
coming to Tokyo, I was like, right, I'm doing the swim recce. I'm doing everything I can to avoid making this uh, the same mistake. And I can remember coming down that final shoot and I knew that I'd pulled ahead. Um, I'd seen my coach and people were throwing um, British flags at me. And I would, thinking back now, I had enough time to have picked one up and done a really, like a glory finish and look good and get all the photos. But when I was in a lot of pain and I was worried that actually anything in the last 200 meters can still happen and knowing me, I'd trip up or faint or something. So I was like, I'm just going to get that white line behind me. And then I can relax. Um, so I don't even think I got far across it. I was like 10 centimetres and then it was like, oh, I'm over it. So, yeah, I just wanted to make sure. Tell us about the bike ride then. Obviously, you were receiving split times on the way around. How were you feeling? How did you feel that the race was unfolding for you? Uh, got, well, as soon as I got onto bike, um, I do remember there were a couple of things that weren't going my way. Um, and I probably said this in the, in the interviews that like my, sh- my shoe came unclipped on trying to get my foot into my shoe on the bike and my drink straw from my carb drink for the bike was was pushed in so I couldn't access my carb drink but thankfully I just my second water bottle on the bike um but yeah then so like the first lap was a bit of a panic um didn't really kind of know what to do was just trying to get my head focused and calmed um and I probably lost quite a bit of time probably 20 seconds or so on that first lap um and I knew that from the splits I was guessing as well. But then I was just trying about keeping that race together. Um, and yeah, I was getting splits to to Martin uh, Schultz, who ultimately won um, the race. But I, and I could see the gap to um, my other competitors uh, around the course. And I could see that although my gap to Martin wasn't changing after that first second lap, uh, that my our gap to other athletes was growing. So that kind of filled me with a bit more confidence, thinking, right, I might not win doesn't matter but I'm here to get the most of as I can out of the race um and so yeah I just kind of tried to do the best I can for that segment on the day of my race unfortunately I, I received a penalty a drafting penalty um and unfortunately the timekeepers didn't start the stopwatch essentially <laughs> so they made me do it twice so I ended up serving um a, dra- a drafting penalty twice which definitely kind of took me out of contention for that gold and silver medal um whether it would have changed anything I'll never know um but it was just I suppose I I knew I was in the best shape of my life and not being able to necessarily show that was the really frustrating thing um but then to be able to still hold my head together and cross that finish line and win that bronze medal and knowing that Dave didn't even get that opportunity, it, it was a real, real roller coaster of emotions and kind of, I felt quite selfish for getting frustrated by it because I was like, well, at least I got the chance, whereas he didn't. But I suppose that's just the excitement of sport, isn't it? It's, you know, you can train all those years and it's it's whatever happens on that day and particularly triathlon, like there's so many uncontrollables and it's... It's what keeps us on our feet and, you know, it's given me more hunger to go back and and repeat and hopefully do a few steps better in in Paris. My running was something that had been a bit of a worry for the kind of three months into the Games. Uh, So I had a bit of my run injury um, where I hadn't, from from Yokohama earlier in the year, um, I hadn't run 5k continuous outside until the day of the race at the games um my biggest session i'd done was the week before and that was four and a half k um so yeah my running was my biggest worry but coming getting off the bike feeling okay feeling being pain-free happy being in a fairly comfortable place um it kind of got the morale going 
Um, but still, for the first two laps, I know the people that are chasing behind are phenomenal runners, and I know that they can close big gaps. So um, it was very much about keeping the head in the game for the first couple laps. But as it, going on to the last, I knew what the time gap was to third place. I think it was 90 seconds with a lap to go, and with one and a bit K, I, <laughs> I know I'm not the best runner in the field, but I know I'm not going to get closed for 90 seconds in, in one and a bit K. So yeah, that's when I kind of started to smile and take it all in and really know that I was kind of going to be getting a medal. The Rio experience really, really hurt you, didn't it? I mean, it was a time during that cycle where you thought maybe you didn't want to carry on. Yes, I can remember saying to my dad before the race, I just don't want to hear the American anthem. Um, <laughs> and then I had to stand there and listen to an American anthem. And although I was really, really really happy with a silver medal because my first Paralympic medal I also knew that I should have been standing one position up um and being you know having the gold medal placed around my neck so I felt a lot of resentment um, but at the end of the day it was my own mistake it was my own misplacement so I couldn't be too hard on myself either and I tried to come back from it I did everything I could um and I think a lot of people probably wouldn't have come back with a silver after making such a big big mess of the first initial part of a triathlon um but I was super proud of that um but then yeah seven months after I just didn't do any cycling any running any swimming did nothing really just stepped back from the world of triathlon the world of sport probably felt resentful just didn't want to do it um disconnected and then my coach rung me and he was like what are you doing he was like you're not finished yet you have the best engine I've ever seen and I think you should just go one more. He said, if you can trust me and place all your faith in me, I'll get you there. I was like, do you know what? I'm at the Paralympic Games and I'm going to enjoy this moment. It only comes around every four years. The last few years have been pretty, you know, rubbish. And we're just, I feel so unbelievably grateful to actually be here and actually being able to race with everything that's going on. And so let's soak this up. And honestly, the, the crowd were incredible. And even though it was a bit of a, a testing hour, it was also an incredible hour and, and just being able to really appreciate all those people cheering you on on, on that run, um, especially as we thought there was going to be no crowd there. Um, so, yeah, and I think I think that's one thing that COVID really taught us is just to be so grateful uh, and gracious and you know everything else and just expect the unexpected at all times so I think it definitely helped me deal with the situation. So against that backdrop it was still the greatest day in para triathlon history for British triathlon. Three athletes on the podium a gold silver and bronze medal. In a moment reflections from Lauren and George but first here's Claire again. My tears were definitely rolling. Um, I think when you've worked, you know, five years for something uh, and it doesn't necessarily go the way you want, but then you've got all these emotions of I just my family not being there, what had happened to Dave, but also I was so grateful that I, I still got the bronze medal. So there, there was just so much going on that I remember just standing on the podium and just, just crying. And I was like, Claire, stop crying. Like, come on. And the more you try to stop, the more you do it. <laughs> um, but no, it was absolutely incredible to be able to sing the national anthem. Um, unfortunately, we had masks on, but I was blurting it out with all my heart it's such a proud moment when you do get stand on the medal podium and you're wearing the Paralympics GB tracksuit and, and hearing that na- national anthem, even if it's for you, your teammate, whoever it's for, it's, it's an incredibly proud moment to be part of. 
Um, and it, it's one that, you know, I, I will remember forever. Yeah, one of my Christmas presents from my parents was one of the photos of me uh, coming down the blue carpet, um, where I was, uh, yeah, pointing towards uh, all the all the athletes and staff that had, well, the athletes that had raced the day before and the staff that had been helping out. Um, and I was able to kind of see them and make eye contact and just en- embrace the joy with them. The commentator on the day described it as the race of your life. Is that just hyperbole or would it be an accurate description? There are probably more races that where things have gone kind of pretty perfect for me. Um, but in terms of like outright results and on the day performance, considering kind of my injury and how things had been, like that probably was, yeah, one of the best races um, that I've ever had. Um, but yeah, there, there are more... There are other times I can think of where things have kind of gone pretty smoothly and there hasn't, yeah, there haven't been things that have gone wrong that, and I have have probably just not been as fit. So I've not been up there in terms of medals and been winning, but that's what we all strive for. We all strive for that perfect race and there probably isn't going to be that perfect race, but I'm happy with that. Your Instagram profile picture is you on the podium. I've never seen so much joy contained in <laughs> one photo. You've got this huge grin your eyes are shut your head is tilted towards the sky what do you remember about that podium moment and that picture I definitely don't remember doing that but the the photographer got it and I actually when I look at that picture I see the cheeky little girl who was probably I don't know six or seven and I don't know asking for some sweeties from mum and dad um that's how much it meant to me um there was mixed emotions being on that podium. I was really, I didn't really think that not having any crowd or my parents there or supporters would affect me until I crossed that line and I turned around to the grandstand and I thought, now would have been, that's the one moment I finally think I realised I let go of all the race prep and wish they were there and the same on the podium. I had my coach there and he means just as much to me. Um, but yeah, in that one moment, my mum and dad would have been super proud because when I won my first world title, my aunt and uncle, my uncle who inspired me into triathlon and my grandparents um, were still around and um, I remember that was the first time I won the world title so it would have been lovely to have had everyone there Um, and the reason I was slightly looking up was because I had run that race for my grandparents as well Um, last time they were both here and I only delivered silver so I feel like not that I let them down because they'd always be proud of me but they didn't get to see me get the gold so um, that's why I'm slightly looking upwards. Lauren Stedman George Peasgood and Claire Cashmore with Michael Waydock asking the questions. This has been an Anything But Footy production for British Triathlon. For more information about the World Triathlon Para Series event in Swansea on August 6th, 2022, go to British People should come, be part of the event, they should support, they should um, get to know the athletes because What's cool about para-triathletes is everyone has an awesome story. There are no limits. Um, People will find a way. It's just having the want to do it. Hopefully the sun will be shining. We'll get good weather for the day. Um, It should be a really good one. It is going to be a fantastic day and I I think people will really enjoy it and people will see the sport for what it is and the the excitement that goes on and and all the unpredictability of the sport. So make sure you come down, come and watch, get involved, do whatever it is you want to do, but be there and we can't wait to see you. It's just really awesome to watch and motivating. Sports Social Podcast Network.